Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Hashtag Get Merry podcast, helping you live your healthiest, your happiest, your most merriest life possible. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas, a.k.a. the Merrymaker Sisters, a.k.a. the Marys. So are you ready? Let's get merry. <laughs> is this recording? It is recording. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Yeah. <sighs> We're just going to get started. Yeah. Welcome back to episode... 95 on the hashtag Get Merry podcast, and we are so super freaking excited. We have the amazing yeah. John Wayne Parr, <laughs> not in our studio, we're at his home, yeah. we're in the Boonchu gym, and it's if you could see it, which, which some you, can of you can on Facebook Live, but if you're tuning in, it's bloody amazing. There's so many trophies, like, we're surrounded by like greatness, like, yeah. so many. <laughs> so if you don't know, John Wayne Parr is a 10 times world champion yes. in Muay Thai. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and I did a little bit of boxing as well. Had 13 pro boxing fights. Uh, I've had 128 Muay Thai fights. Uh, one really bad MMA fight. Oh. We, don't, we don't talk about that one. Yeah. So, can, can we not? Oh, no, uh, we don't. We can <laughs> Um Yeah, well, the one MMA fight I had, uh, I was outweighed by uh, 20 kilos. Oh, wow. So, so when the gentleman gave me a call, he said, oh, hey, and he was um, he was 16 and 0 in, in the cage. He said, would you like to fight me at MMA? And I was like, uh, not really. You're really big. And he goes, um, I'll give you $35,000. And I said, okay, what, do I, what, what time? Where do you want to do this? Um so yeah, he was just 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 too big, and then because I, I had no MMA experience, yeah, either, and he was already a, a sixteen and zero, so he was really good. Um, and he just got out muscled, so it didn't last very long. But and then and then the funny thing was he tried to skip town and not pay me. Really? So, yeah, it was a it was a double whammy. So um, Ouch. But, but lucky I, I did get my money. The the gentleman that he was co promoting with um, felt really sorry for me, so he ended up paying me um, eventually. But um, yeah, so lesson learned: don't fight people that are way bigger than you, otherwise it goes. Um, very bad. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I guess like when, like how old were you when you knew you wanted to be like a pro fighter? Uh, I knew I was going to be a fighter from my very first memories. Um, I remember watching TV shows and movies and being very influenced by um by the Karate Kid and, and movies yeah. like uh, The Kickboxer and Van Damme. Uh, and then uh, my main priority is trying. I didn't I didn't know what style of fighting I wanted to, to, to do. Um. Even as a member being eight, nine years old, watching rock and wrestling, being Hulk Hogan, and um, I thought, oh, maybe I'll be a wrestler, or maybe I'll be the karate kid. Or, <laughs> and I was just so lucky that uh, kickboxing started in my house. So I thought, oh, I'll try this kickboxing. Yeah. Wow. And then um, just luckily it, it took off, and I've turned uh, my hobby into a career. So cool. Well, like what I – we watched that documentary. Twice um, with Venom. Twice with Venom, yeah. Which was really cool. And what I found like so fascinating was that you moved to Thailand when you were like how old? Uh, 19. 
19 to like yeah. just immerse yourself into yeah. the world of Muay Thai and learn like from the people who live it and breathe it, yeah. which I thought was like, you know, me at 19, I'm like, yeah. what was I doing? I yeah. was out drinking, having yeah. fun and like just so like, you know, my world was just like my social life. Like that's just like pure like goal-driven dedication. Like ha- the reason was just because you wanted to do this and like you were so devoted to it. Like yes. can you like talk about that more and like explain think, how that um, feels? Like to have this like this this goal that's just like kind of everything. Yeah. Uh, so from with the movie Kickboxer, it was a, it was about a story of um, two Westerners going to Thailand. The brother gets hurt. The the other brother tries to revenge. So he, he finds a camp. He lives in the camp. He trains up, and then eventually he beats the the bad guy. So my, I was very lucky to have a few fights here in Australia. I had thirteen pro fights first, mm-hmm. and then um, at nineteen I'd won a, a South Pacific title. And it was a very tough fight, and I I was lucky to have a sponsor here in uh, Broad Beach. Um, and he, he, he's a Thai man, he's a Thai restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, um, last night you showed a lot of heart. You did really well. Um, I, I believe you got enough drive to go all the way. Um, would you like to go to Thailand and learn from the best? I said, I'd love to go to Thailand. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you can organize your passport, I'll do everything else. I'll pay for your ticket. I'll pay, I'll find you a camp. Um, so if you can just do your passport. So I rushed home. Uh, I did my passport. The, the passport arrived a week later. I went back to the restaurant. Richard, I got my red passport. <laughs> so he grabbed me by the hand. We walked um, down the street to the news, uh, the travel agent. Um, and he asked, I'll get a, a six-month uh, uh, open ticket. So you can come home whenever you like in, in six months. But he said, you've got to promise me um, you're going to last a whole entire time. Oh, yeah, no problem. I want to I be the best. Of course I'll stay. Uh, so I ended up having... Uh, five fights for five wins, uh, I think four by knockout. So uh, I came back to Australia thinking, okay, that was a fun six months. That was a life experience. Uh, and then I started working in Richard's restaurant, picking up plates and washing dishes. Wow. And then a month later, the Thai camp ran Richard up and said, hey, is there any chance you can send him back again? We think he has a big future in the sport wow. over here. So Richard's like, you want to go back? I said, oh, I'd love to go back. <laughs> and um, he said, okay, this time we're not going to muck around. The first time was six months. This time, one year. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I can do one year. So I went back to the same camp. I had another nine fights that year. Um, so with the five fights and then another four, I won my first nine fights straight. And then I started fighting all the top guys in Thailand then. And I, I, I was, I was 20 fight, a guy with 20 fight experience fighting guys with 300 fights, uh, fighting like the best big name ties, fighting the big stadiums. Um, so yeah, I started, I started winning and losing a few and then, but, um, at the same time you went with the losses, you're learning. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, that ended up turning to uh, four years all up living in Bangkok. And the funny thing was when I was living in, where, where, where I was living in Thailand, um, sometimes I wouldn't see Westerners for like maybe two, three months at a time. I, I was the only white guy in my whole area. So it was very important that I, I learned to speak the language very fast. Yeah. Because no, no one could speak English. And then the living conditions. So I lived in a, in a Thai camp. So, um, we slept side by side on a wooden floor. So it, because over there, there's, there's no real luxuries. There's no, um, couches or there's, you got to be pretty well off to have a couch. Yeah. So, um, we'd eat on the, eat on the wooden floor for, um, breakfast and dinner. And we'd all sit in a circle. Say there'd be like four or five dishes in the center. We'd all have a plate of rice, and then we'd all start at the same time. So you, you take a spoonful at a time. So you eat that spoonful at a time. So there's no, there's no. This is wow. mine. It's yours. It's all, it's all community. So all sharing. Yeah. And then uh, the toilet was pretty crazy. So with our 
with our shower. There was a big basin full of water, and then we stand on the outside and we get a, a container and we'd, we'd wet our bodies and the water would run outside. We'd lather up with the soap and then we'd wash the, the, the soap off. And then for our toilet, we didn't have a sit-down toilet. It was a squat toilet. So we'd have to um, – so there's no toilet paper. <laughs> so so we use the same container and then we'd have to pour water into our hand to, oh to get um, the oh feces off our butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, – <laughs> so, so, so when I when I first got over, I looked at this toilet. And I was like, oh, yeah. And they gave me a quick demo. Oh, not demo, but they had they, 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 had, they, had, they had clothes on. But um, they said, me, oh, just just pour the water what in your hand. What were you thinking, like at that stage? Were you just like, yeah, oh god? At first, I was like, oh, I didn't want to go to the toilet for the first few few days. But um, after a couple of times, they ended up living like that for four years. So it just Far became out. just became normal then. Yeah. Um. So so you have one container, and we're sharing this with like ten different people. So oh. so we we lather up. We all using the same container to wash ourselves. All using the same container to, to pour water into our hands to wash our bottoms. And then um, the worst part was we'd use the same container for when we brush our teeth to. to, to to get the water and to pour into our hand to, to rinse our mouth out oh. after we brush our teeth. So it was lucky, um, yeah, I didn't get too sick. The first, the first, yeah, you must have good immunity now. The first few months, um, <laughs> because the, the food's so hot, um, you did get diarrhea a couple of times, a, a, a couple of days of the week, um, for the first few weeks. And then you, your body sort of adjusts. And then, uh, for our water, we would fill up all the empty Coke bottles and, and, um, we had a, uh, water filter on the on the oh, side okay. of the house, so yeah. we'd fill up all the water bottles, put them in the fridge, yeah. and then we'd fill them up. And then I was getting sick, and I'm thinking, oh, the, the food's so spicy. And then uh, a few years later, um, we're talking about the water filter, and um, everyone started laughing. I said, "What's what's so funny?" I said, "Oh, we haven't changed that filter for fi- uh, twenty years." So we're pretty much drinking straight Bangkok water. Oh. So yeah, and you're not supposed to drink the water in Bangkok. No. Yeah, it's a bit bit rough. So but yeah, so um. Yeah, when you come back to Australia and you got a bed and you got hot water and you got a couch, um, yeah. So and but it, it makes you fight very hard because you you want to try and and because I, I merged myself, I became one of them as well. Yeah. So every time you win, your prize money goes up a little bit, and every time uh-huh. you lose, it drops a little bit. Uh-huh. So okay. the more you win, all of a sudden your prize money is going up and up, and then you become more more valuable, like like the stock market. Yeah. So well, the, yeah. well, I think like that's something I really noticed, like as a sport, like. Muay Thai is like kind of this, I don't know, there's something about it. It's like, you know, there's like where you decorate the poles on the, oh, yes. um, yeah, and the like culture and spiritual. and spiritual and like this um kind of like respect. Yes. And, and then you compare that to like MMA and it's just like, like yeah. craziness where like people are yelling at each other. Like, I mean, like I don't watch it, but I've seen like the media, like the, that bit. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that's so different. Yeah. Um, but it was just something like really cool to notice that there is that kind of spiritual connection. Yeah, with the, with the ties. Um, so they believe that uh, when you pass. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Started playing music. I, just, I just sat on my Instagram and it just turned on. <laughs> When, when I film documentaries and stuff, if, if the phone goes off, it's a carton. A carton um, no, of beer? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can get you a carton <laughs> no, of beer. No, it's just, it's just, I'm just, on, on, the, on the other sets, yeah, whoever's phone goes off is usually That's a carton. That's funny. I like so it. So I have to get you a carton yeah. of, what am I going to get you a carton oh, of? Kombucha? Okay, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get you a carton of beer. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't drink, I don't drink, so I'm okay. Um, we'll bring but, you a cake next yeah, time. Yeah, so when people pass, they believe their spirits goes into trees. Um, and yeah. then when you chop a tree down and make something out of the wood, the 
so 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 when they you see uh, something made out of wood and I put the rubens around it, that's the to decorate the ghost. Yeah. So if it's a female ghost, she likes to be dressed up. She likes to wear something pretty. So mm-hmm. they put the decorations. Um, they'll and I don't, are you familiar with the ghost houses? No. So everyone in front of the, everyone in their house has a ghost house in front of their house, oh. and they decorate that more than their other house. So they believe the ghost will go there instead of inside. Wow. And, so they'll have little ornaments to re- wow. uh, as symbolizations of um, families and animals. Um, they'll offer it food offerings once a week or or every day, maybe maybe a little a shot glass of alcohol if the spirit likes to get have a few <laughs> drinks or even water. And then they'll decorate it with the ribbons and maybe put perfume on it. And and then if you have a, a big event coming up, like let's say I'm fighting um, tomorrow, so I'll buy some flowers. I'll decorate it with some flowers. I'll say my prayers, and hopefully the the spirit will bless me for. It. And then same with the ring. So let's pretend. Um, I've been training for the last six weeks, and then if I'm fighting tomorrow, I'll buy flowers. I'll put one on the red corner, one on the blue corner. I'll thank the ring for helping me get get me fit mm-hmm. for that um, long uh, longevity for however long I train for. Um, everything has uh, like a spirit in it. So uh, yeah, just a it's really crazy, but um, it seems to work. So yeah, and li- living there so long, you just Followed the system. Yeah. So, so then, do you still do that kind of stuff like not, here or not, not as so much? much? Now, um, I still pray b- before the the day before. Um, yeah, I don't know how far heaven is. So I, if I do it on the day, I'm not sure that'll arrive in time before my fight. So I, I usually pray the night before, uh-huh. and then um, and hopefully it's the next day delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I like that so too. much. <laughs> Me too. It, it's very. Um, I was saying to Emma, it's like very yoga as well. Like yeah. this, like that spirit is everywhere. It lives in everything, and I yes. think it's just it's it's truth. But it's also a really nice way to think and believe. Do you think that that belief has like kept you going toward a goal? It's really hard to stay focused sometimes. But you've been focused since like age seven. Yeah. Like how have you done that? Um, money. <laughs> yeah, I really like money. No, yeah, exactly. You yeah, have your, um, your I know, and that, and isn't that? It's like so many people are like, it's not about money. It's not about money, but it's like actually, like when it comes down to it, you yeah. need to make money yeah, to yeah. support your passion and your purpose. Yeah. Uh, I was very, you're lucky. You're saying very driven. So when I was younger and watching um, Kickboxer, the movie Kick with mm-hmm. Van Dam, um, and I'd seen a lot of fights, and um, I didn't want to be a, a, a world champion that fought. On the Gold Coast, fighting someone from Sydney for a world title for me that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So my main focus was um, I wanted to win a world title in, in Thailand, um, and then it was real. It was no one could deny the fact that I was a world champion, and then uh, I was very lucky to win uh, not one but two. So I, I won my first one. Um, I rematched. I, I fought a guy in '97, and he cut me 21 stitches, and the fight was stopped. And I rematched him in the year 2000. And, and the rematch was a, a thing called the King's Birthday. So they, yeah. they celebrate the king. Um, it's in a big open park in the middle of Bangkok and that draws a crowd of um, over 100,000 people. Whoa. And then uh, I fought this gentleman and I, I beat him quite convincingly. Wow. Um, and I took his world title. And then 2004, um, I fought on an eight-man tournament. So you have to fight three times in one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won all three fights and I, I picked up a world title. Um, I won a, a million baht, which is um, a lot of money in wow. Thailand. Which is only it's about 35,000 Australian, but mm. in Thailand, you're, yeah. you're a million. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, also won a, a, a trophy from the Prime Minister of Thailand at the time oh, as well. Cool. So, yeah, and it was live on Thai TV and um, it was a really big deal. on all the um, newspapers and um, on the TV and... So after that, uh, I've been very lucky to to, to be respected and, and recognised by the ties. Yeah. Mm. So uh, even the the 
um, taxi drivers and tuk tuk drivers, they stop and they want a selfie. And, really? And yeah. <laughs> That's if you so go to cool. the stadiums, people recognize your face. Yeah. Wow. They say hello. So. Because you were the first like foreigner to kind of excel. Uh, Australian. Australian yeah, to so excel in Muay Thai over there in Thailand. Yeah. Oh, in, in Australia, yes. Um, there, there was a few Dutch and a few French that had already gone over there. But when I went over there in 96, um, there was only a handful of Westerners mm. that were doing what we were doing. And I was I was the first Westerner to live in Bangkok and do the sport full time. Mm. So a lot of Westerners would come in for a week or a month, do their business and go back home again and then come backwards and forwards. Where I, where I uh, dedicated my, my whole life, not only to the sport, but to Thailand. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned their language. I learned their lifestyle. I, I, I did everything they did. Plus, um, um, did well at their sport. And to show appreciation for that, the one of the... The promoter that I was fighting for at the time, Song Choi, um, on one of the king's birthdays again in front of 100,000 people presented me with this special um, jacket of honour uh, as a, a, a appreciation for for dedicating my life to the sport of my sport. Wow. So, so it was cool. It's a very, very big honour. Amazing. Yeah. So you talked about how like you got a big cut and got stitches. Yes. Like how many times have you hurt yourself um, in all the fights? S- Stitches-wise, I don't know how many cuts, but um, I've had – 325 stitches in my in my face from from fighting because we fight with elbows. Yeah. So usually when an elbow lands, you, you get cut. But then the fights usually keep going unless it's really bad and the the blood's dripping in your eye, they'll stop it. But um, nine times out of ten, you can keep going. And then if you can get cut and still win, it's such a it's such a rush. It's a very very warrior, very yeah. very, very manly thing. <laughs> very <laughs> masculine. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you'll get cut. And then um, it'll hurt for like two, three, five seconds, and then the adrenaline kicks in, so wow. you're, you're pretty numb. So wow. even though you're bleeding, you know, and then you have that desperation because you know that the fight could be stopped at any minute. So you you fight hard, and, and if you can still win, even though um, your face isn't looking the best, uh, it's it's very it's a very proud moment. Wow, yeah. I can imagine. So he's talked about it being very manly and masculine, but. We know, like, your daughter, she yes. fights, and we were looking at your Instagram account, and we think, like, it's amazing that this is – it's coming up to be more popular with females, and it's also um, becoming more – like, people actually want to go and watch females as oh, well yes. and be- become a spectator sport, which is so good. Yeah, I think, like, in lots of other sports, always, like, the men's kind of sport is more popular to watch, but it's, like, I think – I can see, like, female spectator sport – like it's gonna almost maybe one day be like the equal. same, like yeah, equal, yeah. which is um, really cool. I, I met my wife in two thousand and two. Um, we met in Las Vegas, and when I moved over there, she was the most famous female fighting at the time. Amazing! And then um, we were at the same camp, and uh, she, yeah, she was fighting regularly on uh, ESPN. So yeah, and then when I went to the gym, all of us there was all these posters of this girl, and she had all these medals and trophies, and wow, um, she, she was on the magazines and. Um. Yeah. So she caught my eye straight away. Then, <laughs> You're like, uh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, have the best. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're living in the same camp, and then um, we so every day we we train together in the morning, and um, we'd go to the gym together. We we, we ran the gym for this gentleman, uh, Master Toddy, and then at night time we train together again. Go back to the camp. We're in different dorms, but are pretty much in the same area. So. After hanging out every day, every every hour almost for a, for a week, we started. Um, we went for a, a dinner date, and then um, yeah, fifteen years later, and three little kids, and Aww. we're still going strong. So yeah, it's, it's very cool. That is cool. You and, can and see now, that. Now, so my wife had fifty fights, won two world titles. Now my daughter's had uh, sixteen fights, and uh, she's picked up. She won a international title 
last year and just picked up the Australian title on uh, Saturday night, just gone. Yeah. She's got two belts now, so she's catching up to us now. So <laughs> and my little boy, he's just, uh, he's had two fights and he's having his, he's in a four man competition um, this weekend. So wow. he has to fight possibly two times in one day. Wow. So, but th- it's, it's all modified for the kids. Yeah. So they yeah. Get the chest plates Do you get nervous that. watching your kids fight? Uh, uh, a little bit. It's, mm. it's just you. You take your father hat on, put your trainer hat yeah, on. Yeah, okay. You, if you can't get too emotional, you otherwise you, everything goes wayward. So you just yeah, totally. keep it straight down the line to make sure they're doing the best that they can. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's fun watching the the kids follow in your footsteps. Yeah. And then um, it, especially with my daughter when she had her first fight, she was she was eight at the time. Sounds my little boy, but uh, when my daughter had the first one, I remember her walking out as a little girl, and after the fight, she was a little warrior. And, wow! Um, I couldn't help but feel so proud to yeah. see her um, do so well and just, um, yeah, just really shine. And then from that, you take that confidence into the real world, whether it be business or, or school or anywhere, you know, whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve with a mm. bit of hard work and a bit of dedication. So yeah, true. such good learning for, like, for your kids and also other people who you train at your gym here, yes. which I think it's awesome because, you know, you've done it, but now you're passing on all of your knowledge. Yes. So, like, like what – can you tell us about the Ubuntu gym and, like, what kind of is your vision for it and what you're doing right now with it? Uh, just um, trying to uh, just teach people to, the, not only just the art, but just have fun. Yeah. Um, well, everyone that comes in only – only 10% want to take it on and compete. Other 90% is just coming in. Um, uh, you might have a, a rough day at work and you're a little bit frustrated. So you come into the gym, you get at your frustrations on the, on the pads and on the bag and, um, you, you feel alive once the session's done. And it's also that, um, satisfying feeling is when you first come through. You, you might only be able to kick um, hip height for the mm-hmm. first month or so and then eventually you start kicking to the shoulder and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're keeping that same technique and you're going all the way up and you're kicking nice and high. You're bringing your hands back. So every week you're seeing yourself improving and getting better. Um, so you have that, that satisfaction inside knowing that um, if, you, if you're if you focused and dedicated that you can achieve. Yeah, and then that relates to everything else. Yeah, so, so true. It's um. Yeah, it's very uh, gratifying. Yeah, I can I imagine. Like real reward, rewarding. Yeah. Rewarding. Yeah. We were actually, um, before we came in, it, we were sitting in the car because we've struggled with Muay Thai and I keep saying Muay Thai and Mao Thai and it's yeah. like, no, it's Muay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like a koi. Like yeah. a koi pitch. And, and I was like, who's going to stuff up first? I stuffed up on another <laughs> word. Of course um, I the, did. The word koi in Thai means um, doodle. <laughs> 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 you like that one? Oh god, that's hilarious! Um, I'm going back a few, a little bit. Adrenaline. You spoke about that. So, like, I can imagine like being in a fight. Like, well, I can't really imagine because, like, I've never even been close to that situation. Like, it must be like the most craziest feeling. Like, I don't know, like walking on and then like. The whole thing, like, does everything slow down or is it faster? Uh, like, you have tunnel vision, so oh, the, the yeah. bell will ring and then the the whole world disappears, and you, all you see is your opponent. So you, you can't hear the crowd. Um, you can't. We can focus on this person in front of you, and everything's um, on reaction. So you yeah. have to rely on muscle memory. So you do everything in, in the gym. You train. You train to bring your hands back. So on the ring, you don't have time to think about where your hands are at or, or, or what technique you're doing or if you're pivoting your hips when you're kicking. Uh, so if someone throws a kick, you automatically you'll block it without having to think. Okay, I got to I got to block mm. this. Everything's on. So you don't have you ever, your mind's blank, 
and yes, rely on muscle memory. Wow, that's so, so cool. And then at the end of the fight, you hear the the final bell, and then eventually the whole room opens back up again. And all of a sudden, you can see the crowd and you can hear the applause. Um, and then it's, it, and then the the ultimate is um, if you happen to um, score a, a a knockdown or a knockout, uh, it's like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, yeah, there's no greater rush to mm. have the fight stopped inside the distance because all that hard work you put into the gym, um, it's very, yeah, it's very amazing. Yeah, I mean, watching your documentary and like there was some video footage of you winning and like you can see exactly yeah. what you described then, like when it ends and you're just like, yes! yeah, like yeah. It, it looks so exciting and just like very amazing and all that training. Like I never thought of it that it would be like all the training would just become muscle memory. I yes. thought that you'd be thinking. Like yeah, I thought yeah. that you'd be like, oh yeah, I've got to block that or I've got yeah, to do that. Yeah, you don't you don't have time to th- to think of anything. And wow. Then, and then yeah, you want yeah. So the so it's very important. And then the the first maybe three, four, five fights, everything's on adrenaline. So you will just throw for the sake of throwing and not really see targets. And then the more experience you have, you start seeing openings and then you start thinking three, four punches ahead. So if I throw the jab, I know he's going to guard a certain way. So I know that my next shot, I'll try and go behind that or, or try and fake with this to land this. So, um, yeah, it's all, it's all experience. Just like anything, um, the more you do it, the more mm. easier, not easier, but, um, and then your body conditions as well. So w- with your shins, um, you can imagine mm-hmm. the middle of the night bumping your shin on the coffee table. Oh, yeah. And it hurts. And the, but eventually, um, your shins become numb. So you can have a, <laughs> so if someone throws a kick, you bring your leg up so it's shin on shin. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it to get to the stage where your shins don't even hurt anymore. You can have a five round fight and then, um, go out dancing straight after. <laughs> <laughs> What's like the worst injury you've had? Uh, worst one was, uh, I got an elbow on my face and I broke two orbital bones. So yeah, that was very painful. Um, uh, was, I, as soon as he hit me, I took a knee, and then um, the referee was counting, and I, I talk, looked up the referee. Said, oh, don't bother, mate. I'm done. Mm. I felt like a hot chisel pushed through my face. Um, oh my god, god. that description! I had, I had to stay in hospital for four days, and then it was, the fight was in Melbourne, and I wasn't allowed to, to fly home because of the cabin oh. pressure. Oh, wow. My mum drove me back to the Queensland. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. It was was such a pain in the bum. But, yeah. (laughs) And then I had had about six months off to let my face heal. And then got back in there again. The first fight was a bit scary because I didn't want to go through that pain again. Yeah. But so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, I mean, you still fight, right? Uh, And not no offense or anything but like you're kind of like an older fighter now yeah, <laughs> like I'm, is are you like older oh, like compared to everyone else yeah definitely definitely yeah. a lot of guys do it in their in their early uh later teens 20s yeah by, by 30 you're thinking about hanging them up yeah uh, i just turned 30 uh, 41 31 31 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, look a day over 31 yeah. <laughs> yeah so 41 now um I've had 96 wins, so it'd be nice to keep going and try and yeah. get 100. That would yeah. be awesome. Oh, wow. So when's your next one? I saw that you posted there's one on the 4th of August. 4th of August. So Because your ex-boyfriend's going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so he does Muay Thai, and oh, nice. so when we were together, he would, like, show me his kicks and stuff. So when I was watching this, I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember getting kicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Practice on me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. So yeah. 4th of so, August. So we take our cage down. So we're the promoters also. Oh. So, so we promote the show, then I fight the main event. Um, so it's my own my own um, uh, idea. It's a, it's like it's like MMA, like mm-hmm. the UFC, except for there's no ground. 
So um, we took the cage and we took the MMA gloves with the, the fingerless gloves and then we adjusted it to, to be my rules. Cool. So it's, it's everything you see in MMA. So it's the punchings, the kicks, the knees, the elbows. But then as soon as it goes to the ground, you stop, stand back up and then you start again. Wow. So it's, it's very fast compared to MMA. It's yeah. Um, okay. Well, if anyone's listening and they want to go and they're yeah. in Queensland, definitely head over there. We're going to go. Logan, Logan Metro. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, it's very fun. It's, it's, um, you can't, because the, cra- the action's so crazy and the, the gloves are so small that any given second something can happen. So you can't look at your phone, you can't talk to your friend oh. because if you look away, something could happen. Wow. And you miss it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, Just living in the moment. Uh, so even on the computer, it, it's okay and you can see it. But when you're there live, um, the adrenaline in the room, you get, the atmosphere is just uh, very electric. It's very fun. Cool. So, um, do you do anything else like adrenaline wise, or is like do you do other adventure stuff, uh, or is it uh, just like fighting? Like majority just fighting. Yeah. yeah. Every, every now and again, um, I've, yeah, well, yeah. I'm not shy to do anything crazy. I've I've been bungee jumping a few times. Yeah. Been skydiving a few times. Um, uh, scuba diving a few times. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever's going, I have a crack. So cool. And like. Let's like talk about your training. Like, so when you have a fight coming up, is it like full on like before that event? Like, do you ramp it up or yeah. is it, yeah? Yeah. So, so for, for 10, I usually do a 10 week camp. So I'll, I'll wake up, um, I run around Burley. So I do 12 kilometers in the morning, come back, um, do kick pads and punch pads, um, sit ups, push ups, all that business. Um, I'll teach classes until about 10 30, 11. Uh, go home, have a bit of a break between 11 and 4, come back at 4, um, run another 7 kilometres around the headland. Whoa. Um, and then train for another two hours on top. So uh, just running, we're running, oh, I'm running um, 19 kilometres a day, uh, five days a week. So Wow. If I, if I do a 10-week <laughs> camp, a 10-week camp is almost 1,000 kilometres before a fight. Wow. So, and that's because, like, you need to be, like, so fit, yeah. like, stamina-wise to, yeah. like, even... It, it's like a sprint for 15 minutes. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. And then you, you have to you have to be because um, you don't want to be halfway through a fight and then run out of petrol and then it's very painful if, if you, you can't defend or can't attack. And, uh, yeah, so the fitter you are, the, the, hard, the harder you can go for the entire fight. You don't have to conserve. Wow. Uh, and then my, my fight styles are very... Pressure. I like to mm. um, walk forward and, and be very aggressive, um, and, and it's, I, I try and put on exciting fights for um, for the fans as well yeah. because they they want to see action. Yeah. They don't want someone that's just um, tip tapping away to try yeah. and win on points. They want knockouts. What about like um mental stuff? Like when you're in the mm-hmm. ring, do you ever try and like do things to your opponent, like uh, cheeky things or anything like that? <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, it's um, it's mainly defense. So if the opponent's attacking and you're blocking and they're attacking, you block again. And they, if they can't hit you, um, mentally it's, it's very draining yeah. because mm. they believe what I've, I've done everything I can. I can't mm-hmm. let anything flush. So the first round, you'll see, you'll you'll see their body language change from the first round to the second round to the third round, and then once you start seeing them a little bit deflated. And then you know that you got them. Then you see them doubting themselves, so you try and capitalize and, yeah. and, and put more pressure on them. So it's it's all it's all about um, psyching your opponent out and yeah, um, being 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 a, a controlled aggression. So you you can't get too hot headed and try and just go for the knockout. Yeah. Otherwise, if you don't get knockout, you burn yourself out mentally and physically. So you have to try and um, yeah, uh, it's just yeah, all mind games. Yeah, yeah. and I mean. You've won ten times. You're a ten times world champion. 
But, you know, we're just sitting here and you're so grounded and yeah. you're so down to earth. And humble. And humble. Yeah. Like, Super humble. You know, as soon as we walked in, you were just like, oh, stop it. Like, stop. Yeah. And we're like, no, like, John, yeah. 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 Like, who are you crazy girls? Yeah, like, what the hell? Crazy. But, like, I think it, it's such an amazing trait to see. Like, was that something that you were just born with or was it um, something that maybe the Thai culture, like, taught you? Like, how did yeah. you keep so grounded? Maybe both between myself and the ties mm. because uh, you're only as good as your last fight. Yeah. Uh, so no matter how I can be all tough and macho and then, then if I lose, I look like a goose. Yeah. And then today I might win, so I'm on top of the world. Mm-hmm. But then to next fight, there's no point in me saying, oh, I'm the greatest and beating this guy. And you got 20 guys that are all in line that you know are all dangerous, especially yeah. in Thailand. Every tie is so scary. Yeah. So when you live over there, you can't say, ah, oh, yeah, because you know there's this guy, this guy, yeah. this guy, this guy, and they can all, they're all animals. Yeah. And I guess that like helps you like mentally as well because, you know, like when you do think you're all that, then every yes. it like kind of crushes down, and it's yes. like, well, I'm just gonna give up yeah. because it's like you thought you were so epic, and then someone was like, nah. So I think like that might be also something that's kept you going for so long as well. It's um, the the ties have this thing where it's you don't want things to to come back on you either. There's, it, there's no point in me saying, oh, this guy fights like a girl. He's he doesn't hit very hard. He's nothing. I'm gonna smash him, and then if he beats you. Or the guy that hit like a girl just smashed you. You got, yeah. you got bashed by a guy that guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. But if I talk him up saying, oh, this guy's really strong, mm. he's really hard, I'm, I'm, um, it's going to be very tough. And then if he beats me, I got beaten by someone that was really yeah. tough and really hard. So, yeah, it's all, um, yeah, that good philosophy where if, yeah, you don't want anything to come back on you tenfold. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Karma. So just, yeah, yeah, it is karma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so every, everyone's dangerous. So every every fight I go into it, never expecting an easy one. I always prepare for uh, um, five crazy rounds. And if I happen to get the knockout early, then it's all a bonus. If, if I don't, at least I know I've got that fuel in the tank to go yeah. hard for the, the rest of the yeah. fight. So yeah. cool. Yeah, I remember watching one of your fights. Mate, was it 2011? And it was like like everyone was talking about maybe in Melbourne. And then you knocked them out in like two minutes, 30. Oh, uh, yeah, that gentleman. Yep. Um, he's the Michael Zambides from Greece. Yeah. yeah he, was, he was a superstar. He, he fought in You Australia. watched that, didn't I watched you? That. <laughs> yeah. He was, um, yeah, very, very famous at the time. He fought in Australia approximately 15, 16 times, and no one in Australia could beat him. And then, um, yeah, I, I came back and then we fought. Three times. So the first time, uh, it was one of those eight-man tournaments. We'd, we'd already both fought twice, and we met in the final. And uh, I thought I, I did enough to win, and uh, the, they gave it to him. And it was very crazy that everyone disagreed with it. So seven years later, we, we rematched, and I, I beat him quite convincingly over the, the distance of the fight. And so then we had to have the, the final fight, the third fight. Yeah. It was one each, so who was going to win the third? And then – um I trained super hard, and he, I don't know if he underestimated or I, or I just happened to land something early. And um, yeah, lucky to stop him in the first round. So yeah, really put the cemented the the legacy. It was yeah. really cool. it was really cool to put that one and un- mm. let, let it go away. <laughs> <laughs> so and leading up to like your fights, or just generally, like what sort of food do you eat? Like what's your diet like? Uh, I try and eat healthy. Um, I walk around eighty six kilos. Mm-hmm. But then I fight at 72 kilos. Wow. So, yeah, I feel drop 14 kilos in, in 10 weeks. Whoa. So, yeah. Oh, so, 10 weeks. Okay. So, lots of um, – uh, I seen a dietitian and she suggested lots of seafood. So, lots oh. of salmon, lots of fish, lots of prawns. Um, and then because it doesn't store in your body and it's got good nutrients as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you had a, a pie graph, it would be a, a third seafood, a third, a third um, vegetables – and then a little bit of carbs for your energy in the, in the yeah. morning and afternoon. Yeah. 
Um, and then lots of water, of course. Yeah. So, and then all, all portion sizes as well. So yeah. you only want to eat till you're satisfied, not eat till you have to undo your top button. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we all do that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think, what was it, three episodes ago, we talked about binge eating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about like after a fight? Do you like go and celebrate with food? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that food yeah, look yeah. like? Yeah, tell us about that. Um, yeah, it's, not, it's pretty rough. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really a, a big drinker, so yeah. I can't blame alcohol for my, my obesity. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, no, everybody who's listening, yeah. Pie is not yeah. <laughs> not obese. Yeah, um, yeah, but I do like uh, your, your normal pizzas and hamburgers Yum. and everything else that normal person likes. So, do you eat like like fifty on the night? <laughs> like, like on when you win, like the next day is like. <laughs> oh, I like that for weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's until until your next fight is pretty much locked in. Oh, oh. yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah. So you're like just like exactly. pizza, and then it's like, oh shit, ten weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then once once it's go time, then you know, yeah, it's time, okay. it's time to focus in. Oh, cool. Wow, okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Do you do anything else like to um? Because like, so you weigh in like the night before, right? Yes, in yes. Australia, anyway. But in Thailand, it's the day uh, off. Day off. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Do you um do anything like to shed the fluids? Because like, would that be a lot yeah, of the weight? So, so naturally, I can get down to approximately seventy five kilos, mm-hmm. and then if I'm fighting seventy two, so your last three kilos. Um, you might have to stop eating and drinking for um, 48 hours. Whoa. And Whoa. Then, so you might go, um, you have a, a, a track suit, top and bottom, and then wear a sweatsuit, which is a plastic suit. Um, so you go track suit, sweatsuit, and then that track suit on top. Uh, and then if I run from here to North Burley, which is approximately about an hour, um, I can lose four kilos on one run. Are you serious? Yeah. But once you get back, you can't eat or drink though. Oh, my god! So if you come back and you have a big drink, you've put all that weight back on it. So... So you, you, yeah, and then if you still have a little bit to go, um, you might have a hot bath, and then you can lose another kilo on the bath, um, with Epsom salts. Wow, uh, God. So, and then once once you've hopped on the scales and they've given you the the tick and your everything's um approved, and then you got four, uh, sorry, twenty four hours to try and replenish. So it's pretty much um nonstop eating and drinking. So you might have uh something to eat, and then you might have dinner, um, and then you might have a supper. And then you might wake up at five, have another feed, then you go back to sleep and wake up at nine and have another food again, and then lunch and then afternoon. And then you probably don't want to eat maybe four or five hours before the fight, so you're not feeling too. Yeah. But, um, from weighing to 40, uh, sorry, to 24 hours later, I can put on anywhere between 12 to 14 kilos. Yeah. So, Jeez. So weigh, in one day. Weigh, Wait, less than one day. Yeah. Usually, if I weigh 72, I can get up back up to 84 before the, the fight. No. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is insane. Yeah, it's a, it, um, even though I love my sport, it's the most craziest that thing is ever. Crazy, yeah. yeah. That's so kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it's like you. Because you weigh so in and then event, like it doesn't even. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, like, you're it's like you. And you but, could just skip all that. You have to play the game. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes if, the you, rules. if you fight a guy. Wow. You're both weighing at 72. He goes back to 77 and you weigh 84. Then you're hitting that little bit harder. Yeah. If you get into the clinch where you're, you're holding onto each other, you can lean on him and make him more tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's all it's all taking advantage of the situation. Wow. So, but sometimes some people might lose 10 kilos, but then they can't recover in time either. And yeah. that affects their performance when, they, yep. when the bell rings. So yeah, it's a, it's a catch-22. So, wow. But you pretty much almost feel like you're going to die before you're up on the scales. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so rough. Every time you stand up, you get the little black dots and Jeez. you're trying to walk in a straight line and you think you're going well, but someone behind you says you're wobbling all over the hallway. 
So, yeah, so and in Thailand, you have to do it that on the day yeah, so of the you're, fight. You're weighing at eight. So sometimes you'll fight at night time. Um, other times, I, I, one time I fought a couple of times. So you weigh in at eight and then you fight at two in the afternoon. So you only have that couple of hours. To recover. You, got, you have time for one one meal and then it's not enough, especially Whoa. if you lost a, um, six, seven kilos. Wow. So yeah, that is full on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Gee whiz. So what do you think is kind of next for you? Like what do you want to do like in the future? Like do you uh, want to just keep – Fighting? Uh, yeah, I want to try and fight as long as I can. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we have the gym. The gym's yeah. going really well. Uh, I, I have my other fighters as well. So in between my fights, I get to to watch the guys that I've nurtured from um, that didn't know how to hold their hands up to, to competing. Mm-hmm. And then I have one gentleman here, um, Ben Marnie. He's doing really well. He's starting the fight overseas now. And a lot of young kids that are coming up through the ranks that are also really good that are going to be fighting overseas soon. Wow. So, yeah, I get to, to live my passion through through yeah. them, man. And um, help help them to achieve their goals. And if if they're going overseas, and I can be their trainer and go catch yeah. on planes and go to hotels and and go to the big stadiums and and still be amongst it after I retire, I can still get that same adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. As, as, it's not competing, but it's the next best thing. And yeah, like, and passing it all down, passing kind of like everything yeah. you've learned to other people, so they can experience yeah, it. Pretty much. So, so and then cool. when someone comes in fresh and they don't know anything. And then you slowly mold them, yeah. and you teach them how to punch, and then that you teach their, them techniques, their, your techniques, and they use your techniques to win fights. And yeah. It's very re- rewarding. Yeah, yeah. So, it's yeah. definitely like yeah, leaving a legacy. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So when I leave this planet, hopefully, um, I, I try and put all my fights on YouTube, so mm. that when I do pass, that my, I can be remembered for that guy. That even though. Three, four, ten years down the track, people are gonna look back and say, "Oh yeah, that guy was pretty good." That, that Aussie guy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. No doubt about that. Yeah, that is for and, sure. And, and then if if I can um, if I can show someone that if with the right motivation, they can become somebody as well. Mm-hmm. If he can do it, why can't I do it? Exactly. So, yeah. So true. And, I, and that again, like, goes to every kind of field as well, because yes. it's like, I mean, like. I don't want to be a fighter, but like I can watch your story and hear from you and be inspired to do well and excel yes. in whatever I want to do. Yes. Yes. And it's just like shows that anyone can do this. Exactly. Like anyone can be what they want to be. Like dream big. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to paint, it's yeah. just keep keep um, keep trying, keep trying, and and then you might not be the greatest, but if you get to the a good enough where you can teach someone else, yeah, and then you're still passing on what you know. Yeah. And it's still very rewarding in itself. Dancing, painting, uh, anything, anything yeah. at all. So, so good. yeah, you gotta um, live your dream. You don't. You're not put on this planet just to to work and make someone else money. You are here to to fulfill your own destiny. So yeah, I I, I, I feel like I was put on this planet to to fight. I know it sounds crazy, but um, that's what. Ever since I could remember, that's all I've wanted to do. So, mm. and then um, I couldn't imagine. Oh, I worked for a little bit when I was younger. Uh, my last my last paying job was uh, 1995. I worked at the party and surface in the nightclub as a, <laughs> as, a as a bartender. So yeah, and then, and then my job was collecting the glasses, cleaning the ashtrays. Um, I was still I was still training and fighting, but um, it was all okay. I'm making this money so I can pay yeah. my gym fees. I can so I was still trying to. I had the job so I could yeah. Hopefully one day make it, and then um, yeah, somehow it, it happened. So wow. good, <laughs> so inspiring. Yeah. I went almost out of time and it has been so, so awesome. fun yeah. and like to hear like a different story yeah. and how even though like this is fighting, but it just, res- it can resonate with everybody, yes. everything you've achieved. Like it's just like, it's so inspiring yes. and just amazing. Yeah. If there was one overall lesson or mantra that you've learned, 
like in your history, what would it be? Um, uh, not to let go. Uh, so when I was coming up uh, as a young teenager, um, I had my eyes on wanting to be a world champion. So I didn't want to let um, work sacrifice it. I didn't want to let um, girls. So sometimes... Um, or partying, so mm. all the boys were out getting wasted. And I, I'd go out with them. You want to drink? Oh, well, I can't. I know I've got a fight coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch them get all, all get wasted. But I didn't want to – it could have so easily fallen into that trap. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or it's like, okay, if you if had a bad relationship and you broke up, it's like, okay, well, that relationship didn't mean anything because I know that this is where I want to go. Yeah. And if you're not along with, with the ride, well, I'm going by myself. Yeah. So – um, yeah, as much as it is to try and make everyone else happy, it's about making you happy. And then, it, like I said, if, if people want to be with you when you're doing it, cool. But don't let anyone stop you from want, letting you want to be you. Oh, <laughs> it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so have any words. Like, yeah. agree, agree, yeah. agree, yeah. agree, Hashtag agree, agree. Oh. <laughs> what the oh, hell? Seriously, <laughs> it has been so awesome chatting hey, with you. No worries. And thank, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. We're super grateful. Um, if there was somewhere where people could find more info about what you do online, where yep. should they go? Uh, com. Um, we have our, our gym times. Uh, please drop in. Uh, there's yeah. no there's no pressure. To the, the hardest part about um, training my sport is walking into the gym for the very yeah. first time and then you realize that everyone else here is, is families and friends and uh the first class is a little bit intimidating but then once you recognize a few people you realize everyone's exactly in the same predicament that you are they, they all started from somewhere and everyone's here to, to to help you become the best person you can be um yeah and it's just about having fun having ha- having a sweat keeping healthy mm. um and just uh living the lifestyle so trying to get off the couch um trying to to steer away from um, the, the the lifestyle of uh, getting on the drink every yeah. Friday or after work if you had a hard day at work. It's better to come in and have a yeah. sweat. You'll, you'll feel more alive and more grateful after a hard sweat than you will from, from getting plastered and feeling hungover so the next true. day. So, so true. Yeah. Oh, I'm loving everything. In. We've stepped into the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a star on. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Uh, and we can't wait to come and watch you fight on the 4th of August. Yes. And maybe come back to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay, fun. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you so much.